0: Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. The track you're listening to now is Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy, which you're probably familiar with. It's performed by pianist Ben Rasnick from his new album, Birds of a Feather. I was introduced to Ben virtually, by Danae Zanthi Vlase, who I interviewed a couple of months ago. And I'm delighted that she did introduce us because this album, Birds of a Feather, is simply beautiful. Some classic piano pieces, but also some really interesting original compositions. I hope you're enjoying listening to this beautiful Claire de Lune but also that you enjoy listening to my conversation with Ben. Hi Ben, how you doing?
1: Good, nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, you too.
1: So I have really enjoyed listening to your podcast. I've been listening to different artists that you've been hosting, and it's great.
0: I know I'm so I have been so fortunate to interview some amazing people. Yeah, and it's been great. I've I've loved it, and and you know, of course, I've come to you, or at least I found you through Danae. Danae introduced us, and um, she was an amazing guest it's really funny because it's just such a vague thing it's just like tell me what you're good at tell me what you love doing but it works
1: Uh uh-huh well the way um that you are able to let your your the people who come and just share about the projects it's so interesting i I always learn something so and then i tend to listen to the projects and it's like oh yeah they were talking about that
0: i love the fact that sometimes I mean, often it's sort of general and we talk about the recording process and, you know, the relationships between the other musicians and that sort of thing. But sometimes we get quite deep into the sort of musical stuff, technical musicality. And I really like that because I know that some of my listeners are musicians and some aren't. So I think there's a bit something for everybody. Nice. Uh, Honestly, thank you for joining me. I'm really grateful for your time.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah. And I love your album. This is just it's it's such a beautiful collection of some amazing pieces of classical music and then your own original compositions.
1: Yes. Thank you. I thank you so much. I really have poured my heart and soul into this project, and I think it's just the most honest expression of who I am, uh, my most influential pieces that have turned me into the pianist music musician uh, composer that I am today so I'm really excited to share it and thank you for your, your kind words
0: no that's all right I mean I'm hoping I'm going to start the uh the podcast with oh, the Claire okay. de Lune because oh. no 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 okay because I really like your your version of Claire de Lune is because this is such a, a kind of in inverted commas simple piece of music but it's just beautiful and your your performance of it. I don't know I don't know why, but it's almost like I could hear new things in it.
1: Wow. Thank you. Uh, you know, I live around I live nearby a lake. And um, I would just when I was preparing for these pieces for a lot of this music that I recorded, I would walk around that lake and um, I captured some incredible videos of the moon over the lake. And I was always so inspired by that. Um, seems so simple, but Claire de Lune means moonlight. And so I was always when I was walking around that lake, I just always, you know, I, I took in the serenity um, of the moment and um, I like to think that that piece I I really played to my peak abilities of just sharing the the beauty of it in my own way that I could. I agree with you; it's it's very well known. So um, it, to yeah. take it on to to perform it is it, it brings up a lot of um, challenges because you want to I wanted to do justice to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But um, you know, and then you've got some Chopin, some Liszt. Uh, and the Scott Joplin, I love the Scott Joplin. So I really like the the mixture you've got.
1: Thank so you. So how did you
0: go about choosing which tracks to do?
1: Well, it, you know, the it all really started when I finished my, my last album, Memory Maze, which was 16 of my original compositions. And those all drew from different styles and um, um, genres of music that I had learned growing up playing the piano. And I realized that I wanted to really take a deeper look at how I was able to build that confidence and strength to write that album. And it really was from these pieces, this collection that I put together for birds of a feather, these um, impressionable pieces of music that influenced me so much. And I just knew when I had finished that project, that these were the pieces I wanted to put together. And uh, these 16 pieces were by the 10 different composers that I include and um for example the Scott Joplin he's just my absolute all-time favorite composer I love his compositions I love the stride piano with the syncopation I just can't get enough of his music so I knew he would be on the collection and um all of the other music that's on it just speaks to me it was all music that has evoked really deep emotions and memories within my own life
0: right and that I think that comes across in your performances actually so oh, nice. that's yeah and i i really really like the cadenza that you do on the prelude um to the mm. the gershwin that's lovely that's really nice it's it's like is that gershwin or is that ben you know
1: <laughs> thank you i worked really hard to um to mix it right in there Uh, I always thought that Gershwin's you know the prelude has the beginning middle and the end the middle section is this nice change of pace I always thought that the middle section could go somewhere more further in my own eyes and I thought well I can I can take it there (laughs) so I I did do that and um, I'm glad that you said that that's I appreciate that.
0: So I thought here would be a great opportunity to actually put in some of this cadenza so that's what you're listening to under this and I'll just play a few more bars of this it's just a beautiful cadenza something now did you improvise it or did you compose it and write it down
1: yeah it was sort of like a written improvisation I spent some time playing around with a lot of ideas and then I wrote those ideas down to make sure that recording it I could um play it with the the way I wanted to play it which included you know multiple repeats and shifting the melody from the left hand to the right hand and crescendos and all the you know, stylistic performance details I wanted to include in it.
0: Right. Because otherwise I guess you'd you'd sort of you'd improvise one and then you'd go, oh no, I forgot to do whichever bit.
1: You know? Yeah. And it might go off in a direction that, you know, you gotta yeah. wrangle back in um <laughs> sometimes when you improvise. But yeah, I had a very sort of solid idea in mind for how I wanted it to be performed. And so I did write it down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well very good. Um <laughs> so when when did you record these?
1: they're all recorded in denver university's hamilton hall so um, just down the street from me i live in denver and um, it's in this beautiful little hall in the university um you can't you, these videos that i i am so proud of that are part of this project you you see how gorgeous the piano is it's a nine-foot hamburg steinway and son's piano but what you actually don't see in the videos is that there's a beautiful organ on the second level with these huge pipes and that what you can see you know when you're watching uh the overhead angle you can see that bird's eye view that's from the balcony where sits this organ but the small hall but it's very grand and that was one of the beautiful ways that we recorded it was that we had the microphone set up in a way that you would be able to hear the piano but you could also uh feel the the sensation of being in a hall that was the goal of the recording style was that you could feel like you're in the hall while you're listening to it and yeah the hall itself is beautiful i was very fortunate to have different sessions in that hall to finish the whole project in the same location
0: and how long ago was that
1: well uh, the recording was from 2017 to 2019 so it took about two years uh, over four different sessions and right. then I spent these last years um, preparing to release it. I was supposed to release it in May of 2020. I had a huge premiere show. I was oh. so excited. I worked really hard for the whole show that was going to happen, you know, this on the stage. And the, I had ideas about feathers and all these different things. And, of course, that was uh, yeah. originally postponed. Um, and then it was canceled. And, um I mean we we all had to struggle in our own ways through the pandemic. But one of the beautiful things that happened was be I mean with all struggles there sometimes can be a silver lining was that through the pandemic I worked to sort of reimagine what that premiere show would be and I turned my album's premiere into a film and I recorded it in my living room and I shared the tidbits of things I wanted to chat with with the audience as if it were the premiere show and I'm really proud of of that transition that I made, it was quite a challenge, but, but I'm proud of it. And I I love having that as maybe sort of a little time capsule to look back at. Like I recorded it in my living room because we were all at home. I mean, so.
0: That's really good because actually what I'm finding interesting is I started this podcast during lockdown and I've already kind of forgotten a bit about how difficult that was you know the, we literally you know you couldn't go outside you you were allowed to go outside for kind of half an hour to exercise and that was it and you, heaven forbid you should meet anybody else and because we didn't know how well it was going to you know covid was going to be um transmitted between people and all of this stuff and now that almost seems like a dream and i think it's nice that we've got um recordings you know videos and things of people you know people's live streams and all of those sort of things to kind of remember how extreme this time in our lives was
1: yeah it really was I mean we didn't know anything about this virus and we also didn't have a vaccine for it so no all you could really do was you know try to follow the news or try to be updated on what we were discovering but really just try to be as safe as possible and that really was to be at home um for a lot of us. So
0: or yeah, if I- possible
1: for the people who were able to be at home. So yeah, yeah. I that's amazing that you started the podcast. It, it really took a lot of extra energy. I, I mean it was almost like you had a little extra time, but you to dedicate it towards something was an additional task because it was very emotional for us Absolutely. all to to be living through it. So that is, you know, very vivid those memories.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um so what's next?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh well I'm so excited that I've submitted this for Grammy consideration. So I'm just really excited to um to experience this season of of how that all goes and Yeah. Um yeah I mean it's, I'm just really proud of this project cuz I've never this is my first project to submit for Grammy consideration. So um I'm just excited that that's the point where I am in my career. Um what's next is you know I have um I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> I can't I can't say anything concrete no, right now. No sure. I, I really don't know. Right. Um just yeah. sharing my my project I suppose is what I'm up to right now.
0: Yeah. And and actually, isn't that what's exciting about when you've got a musical project that you kind of it's 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 forming, but it's not ready to be kind of put out into the world yet. And that's mm-hmm. the exciting bit, you know, and, and you you want to talk about it, but you can't talk about it in detail. So it's
1: it's exciting, but it also it's sort of that step into vulnerability. It's like you you put all this work into something and then you you share it and it's sort of open for opinion and um that that's the I think that's just the challenging part of of artistry um, yeah beautiful too it's part of life but um yeah, yeah. it's a lot of, brings up a lot of emotions to think about
0: yeah it does but isn't that better than kind of playing it safe all the time
1: totally i'm right on board with you
0: go big or go home really yes, but, you know, that, that works yeah that works yeah yeah um i'm fascinated by the fact that you're in denver i've only been to denver once i've got really good friends who live in fort collins mm-hmm. and i i i did a, a day sort of wandering around the city and it's an amazing place am i right in thinking that there's a museum there to the um to molly brown who was the woman who yes. survived titanic and loads of other things and you know yeah it's That's in her right. house isn't it
1: yeah the museum is her home here in denver yeah. it's a quite a cute little home and um at the time from my experience touring through it you know she was wealthy in that time period yeah. so she had these amenities that that didn't exist for most other families at that time so it's really interesting to see the style that she lived and the wallpaper and the furniture very absolutely. ornate it was yeah it's so interesting that's a funny thing that you would um yes. have
0: learned.
1: of all the things of Denver yeah it's a
0: absolutely
1: it's a yeah
0: <laughs> it's the it's the one thing that I really remember and and I'm a little bit not obsessed with Titanic but the, that story I mean it is so tragic and yet so much good came out of it in terms of you know ships now having all the right equipment on and the sos thing and all of that sort of stuff and i love the fact that you can have something that is so tragic and yet without it you know who knows what else might have happened yeah so going to her house was fascinating
1: yeah that's right in capitol hill just right by the Capitol here in denver yeah so you know it's a very cute neighborhood
0: yeah absolutely and, and and actually, it wasn't what I expected because I'd, I'd travelled around quite a lot in America that time. And, um, you know, it all seemed very modern and glass and concrete and um, stainless steel and all that sort of stuff. And then to go and visit this museum that was so quaint and sort of from 100 years ago was, was lovely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about <laughs> my memories of Denver, but it's still... <laughs>
1: I'm glad to hear that yeah I've lived in Denver for probably 10 years now I'm from Boulder but you know moving here has been a lot of fun too I've discovered the city I I came to Denver as a kid to go to the performing arts center typically or the different museums here in town but as an adult it's been a different experience to live here and it's it's a lot of fun I really do enjoy living in the city yeah sure
0: <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. I'm, it's been really, really interesting. And oh, please do kind of keep me in touch with with what else you're up to, and you know when you've got a new release out and that sort of thing. So, okay, I'd love to interview you again. Yeah. Okay,
1: thanks so much, Hilary. I had a blast.
0: I apologise for the distraction there of talking about my memories of Denver, but it's such a beautiful city and I so enjoyed being there. What you're listening to now is Ballada de Buenos Aires by Ben Rasnick, performed and composed by him, which is another of the tracks on Birds of a Feather. Do try and listen to that album if you can, it's lovely. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World.